Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 3, Episode 4 today. Parker, what are we getting into? We are finishing up our MLB Division previews this week with both East Divisions before opening day next Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also going to be doing on the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at the Sports GPS. All team win-loss totals, most likely, most you know, most of them. I'm going to give you my predictions for overs and unders, what I feel based on uh, Vegas projections right now. And from there, we're pivoting to the hardwood as the Final Four starts tonight when we discuss how the teams got there and who we think wins. Lastly, we go to Headlight News and some of the biggest stories around sports. Yeah, a couple of big news coming out of the NFL with some alternate jerseys, but all that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. We're going to hit both of our previews here. So we're going to start with the AL East preview. Uh, Parker, go ahead and give us some of the rundown on these teams. All righty. Yeah, the Tampa Rays, we're going to start with them. They're division champs, the team we always underrate. Yeah. Um, Tyler Glass now, he's out for the year, so it's like, okay, how good are they going to be? Oh, they'll be fine. Right. Shane McClanahan, Shane Boz, like they got some pitching. Mm -hmm. Wander Franco is going to be a superstar. We thought that last year, and then he got an extension, so they believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. So they still have, like, good bullpen. I mean, as we know, they just have a bunch of dudes in the bullpen that just throw 95-plus. Right. You know, so, they, They'd grow them on trees in Tampa, apparently. Right. So, like, they can pitch. They can hit. I don't know if I'm going to pick them in the division. We'll get to that later. But Tampa Bay is... They're legit. Yeah, I mean, Vegas right now has them at a line of 89.5 for their win total, and then they're plus 250 to win the division, tied for second for best odds in the division. So, I I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not going to sleep on the Rays anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> we're done with that. We're I'm done, done with, with that. sleeping on the Rays. The Rays have a good a good rooster, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they could make some headway. Uh, next, we go into Boston, man. They lost Hunter Renfro and Kyle Schwaba. Because he's with my Phillies. He's with the Phillies. Uh, but they did beef up with uh, Trevor Story to go along with Bogarts, Devers, and J.D. Martinez. Yeah. So for Boston, I mean, it really comes down to can Chris Sale stay healthy because yeah. he is the starter that's going to have to break it every fifth day. Absolutely. I mean, I know they've got, uh, what's his face, Avaldi, right? Right. They've got Nathan Avaldi. Yeah. Like, but he doesn't strike fear in opposing yeah. hitters like Chris Sale does, right? Right. I mean... Chris Sale is the ace, yeah. right? He needs to make 25-plus starts. Mm-hmm. Nathan Eovaldi, great number two. They lost Eduardo Rodriguez to Detroit, mm-hmm. so that's a loss in the rotation. Their bullpen is, yeah, it's okay. Right. But th- they got a mash, mm-hmm. and they can, like Trevor Story. He's yeah. Gonna, he's going to play second base because they have Bogarts. Yep. We'll see how that goes. I think the transition will yeah, be fine. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, I mean, their offense, I know they lost Renfro and Schwarber, mm-hmm. but they still got dudes that can mash. J.D. Martinez, as we mentioned, so I think Boston is going to be legit, but it all comes down to Chris Sale. Yeah, I mean, I this is kind of a division I'm going to kind of, you know, put the cart before the horse here. Uh, you know, Boston is projected to have 85 and a half wins. That's their over-under line. Yeah. They're plus 500. This division's coming down to the top four, and there's one 
distant fifth that we'll talk about in a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think this is exactly where they should be. They're probably going to end up fourth in the division, but they're going to compete. And this division, again, for the second straight year, is just going to come down to the last month, the last two weeks, the last week of the season. Absolutely. Uh, Yankees, man, they're next. Yeah, the Bronx Bombers. Yeah. Okay, and they brought they brought Rizzo back. They brought Gallo back. They did trade Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela, which I think, look, Urshela, great player. Gary, Gary Sanchez, Sanchez, he needed out. He needed a change of scene. Bad defender, mm-hmm. wasn't hitting. Yep. And in that ballpark, I don't know how that's possible, but I think change of seniors are going to do him good. They brought in Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who I think is going to be underrated player. Yep. Like, that's the, that's like the glue guy they need. Mm-hmm. Yankee fans are going to love him because he plays hard. He can play all over the infield, including catcher. Yep. So <laughs> you have, like, a third catcher. Um, Garrett Cole in the rotation. Like, that's huge. I know Zach Britton. Tommy John, that's that's gonna yeah. suck for the bullpen, but you have Chapman still. Yep. But this, I mean, who's your number two? It's got to be Luis Severino. It has to be. Like he he missed time with Tommy John. He's he should be healthy. They need him to be that number two behind Garrett Cole. And they need some other starters to step up and just eat innings. Montgomery. Yep. Michael King. I mm-hmm. think I know they're high on him. He's really good pitcher. So and there's definitely avenues that they have to address in New York. I don't think the Yankees will be bad to be no, clear no. because that lineup is going to, they're probably going to average like seven runs. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I know no team has ever averaged seven runs, but like they this could. team could, there's two teams right now that we're going to talk about today that could, I mean, it's crazy that DJ LeMahieu is not in their projected starting lineup. Yeah. Which is cr- first of all, they're him. paying him. Yeah. Set, like secondly, I don't, I don't know where you play him. Yeah. Like honestly, either. okay, Glaber Torres, he needs to play second base. Yep. He's not a Just stop. leave him there. Anthony Rizzo, you brought him back. He's a first baseman. Mm-hmm. Kiner Falefa is going to play short. Josh Donaldson, you just acquired him. He's going to play third. Yep. So maybe like you rotate your your DH spot. And you may put JD there, Rizzo there, and you put DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, in. I mean he's he's utility, so he can play basically everywhere. But he's a Gold Glove second baseman. I understand. However, Glaber can't play short. Yeah, can't happen. I mean, could he do it for a day? Sure, but he can't be your everyday shortstop because mm-hmm. you're not. I remember when he came up, he had like twenty something bombs in yeah. 2019, and we're like, this guy's a superstar, and then just didn't. Yeah, it didn't. I, go, and again, there. the Yankees have almost a. Uh, uh, treasure trove of riches yeah. as far as their lineup. It's just their pitching that's going to be the question mark. They're projected at 91 and a half wins and plus 250 just like the Rays, even though they have a better win total uh, projection. Yeah, but the team to beat, I think, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like, they're fun. Yep. They they can mash. I think they have good enough pitching. I know they lost Robbie Ray, the Cy Young Award winner, right. to Seattle. But you, you replace him with Kevin Gosman. You're going to have a full year of Jose Barrios. Uh, uh, Manic, I think that's is that? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Alex uh, Mano, or no, it's Mano. Manoic, Mano, something like that. Something. He he's special. Yeah. Nate, Nate Pearson, that dude throws hard. I, and then you have Hunjin Ryu. We forget about him. Yeah, their entire lineup can mash too. They'll put up runs. I I mean I I really like what they're doing north of the border right now. Yeah. So I mean Toronto's projected at ninety two and a half. They're plus one seventy. Both favorites. Uh, as far as you know, win total and uh, the division outright winner total as of right now. I, I really like the Blue Jays this year. Yeah. And then bringing up the rear, man, you got Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. They've got a lot of good things going for them. The yeah. problem is they have been in full rebuild mode, and now they're going to start to see the you know the positive ticks right. to this rebuild. Um, but I'm sorry, 61 and a half is their projected win total. I'll take the under. I think they lose 100 again. And they're plus 
<laughs> plus 20,000. So if you want to throw a dollar flyer on Baltimore and maybe everything fires in, you win 200 bucks. <laughs> Have at it, man. Yeah. But it's just going to be another year in the basement for him. I mean, they've got a lot of really, really great stuff. Top yeah. catching prospect, first or uh, first, ugh, former first number one overall pick, and <laughs> Natalie Rushman. And then their top uh, prospect was it Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, he's number pitching. one pitching prospect in the sport. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have really, really good times ahead of them. I mean, you got Ryan Mountcastle. You've got a lot of pieces. Cedric Mullins. Uh, Rudnett Odor is with them. Yeah. I mean, and Odor is not like a, game, a a name that, you know, you're sitting there like, yeah, we're going to hang our hat on this. Right. But he's still a, a player, right? Like, he's a player that has a track record. Right. So it's not like he's just some nobody. And if they get in a fight, you have a really good... Yeah, game. you got a scrappy dude. Every man. time I think of Rudy Nader, I just think when he punched Jose Batista yeah, in the face. In the face, right. But, yeah, I mean, the Orioles will be... <laughs> terrible term right now. They're going to be scrappy. But <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't think uh, Baltimore really comes down. All right, so, uh, Parker, who are you picking in the division? I'm going to pick the Yankees. Okay. Like, eventually it has to come together for, yeah, for right. them. And I think they have a they have a veteran squad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, health is something you got to factor in, but if you have Garrett Cole, I think Luis Severino is going to stay healthy. You have Chapman in the back end. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bronx Bombers. Fair enough. I don't blame you for taking the Bronx Bombers, but I'm going to take the uh, the squad from the Great White North. I'm going to take Toronto. Uh, I just think their team is just – they're going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. One, their offense is phenomenal. They've got a lot of young talent. They're going to be good this year and for a long time. Absolutely. I think this might be the start of Toronto's next five-year run atop the uh, AL East. And so I'm going to take the Blue Jays to win this division. I don't hate it. All right, when we return, we're hitting the NL East on the backside of the brick. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're doing our NL East preview now. CJ, start us off. Uh, we're going to start off with the defending World Series Woo! champions. Somebody's super excited about it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but they're kind of beginning a new era that yeah. doesn't include Freddie Freeman. That's and weird. I did not think this was possible. I didn't either. Uh, but they pivoted and acquired Matt Olson uh, from Oakland. And, I mean, they gave him a huge extension. He's going to be the corner piece, uh, you know, over there at the first base bag. Yeah. And, I mean... They added to their bullpen by signing Kenley Jansen. Yeah, I, I mean, they didn't really lose much. No. I mean, they lost Freddie Freeman, right? I mean, right. That, that is a piece, but they got a piece that's just slightly not as big of a name, right? Yeah, I mean, look, Matt Olson. He's. I'm not telling you, he's Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, former MVP. Yep. And if he if he stays on this track, he's a Hall of Famer. So, no, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. Like, I'm not telling you, Matt Olson from day one is going to be Freddie Freeman. I think Matt Olson has more power. But I think Freddie Freeman's a better hitter. Yeah. He can go opposite field. I'm not saying Matt Olson can't learn that, right? I mean, he's still, I mean, he's four years younger. You can get better at, with your hit tool. Right. So, but he's also best defensive first baseman in the game. They have a really good rotation with Freed, Morton, Anderson, and then Soroka eventually. Yeah. I hope so. Bullpen, it was already a strength. Now it got better with Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. He's going to close. Will Smith already said, look, whatever it takes for us to win, I'll be the setup guy. Yeah. Not a big deal. Come to the night shift. That's what they call themselves, if you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They have great defense with Swanson, Albies up the middle. I, I still have a question mark in center field. Like I think Adam Duvall is going to start there. I think they want to DH Ronald Acuna first month of the season because he's come back from an ACL. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to. He wants to start opening day, and he wants to play the field, but that's that's just the player in him. So you you have I mean look I don't know what Marcelo Zuna is going to bring so we'll see about that 
this team is, I mean, they're still really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a force. So, you know, I, I still think they can win the division. They've won it four years in a row. Can they make it five? It's going to be tough because the division got stronger. But we've we've said that for the last, like, three years. Right. Well, and Vegas uh, Vegas has them as the winning favorite as their uh, total is 91.5 and for their over-under total. And they're plus 115. So they're basically an even money bet yeah. to win the division with four other teams. It's kind of crazy. But mm-hmm. you didn't think that would be the case. No. Uh, but. You know, some big news out of New York that happened we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, the Mets, I mean, they they added really the star power with Scherzer, Bassett, Marte, and Escobar. Unfortunately for them, you know, they already have an uphill climb. I mean, Jacob DeCrom on the shelf with... Uh, shoulder. Shoulder. It's like scapella or something like that. Yeah. I, I can't yeah, remember. Scapula. Scapula. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, but I thought it was spatula the other night. <laughs> I, I, I read it last night like super quick, and I was like, he hurt his spatula. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? I was mean? so confused. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, really, what it's going to see is can Buck Showalter really, you know, kind of rally the troops here in New York yeah. and get the job done? I mean, can their offense with Lindor, newly acquired Marte, and Alonzo carry that load? Uh, they're going to have to. Is, you know, the start of, you know, just Scherzer, can he continue his uh, Cy Young track ways over the last couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I know he didn't pitch great in the LCS last year. I mean, he didn't, pitch, he didn't pitch in the biggest game. Like, they need him to pitch. Yeah. And he couldn't because he had dead arms. Yeah. I mean, good for you for admitting that. Right. So Walker Bueller pitched on short rest. We know what happened. Yeah. But uh, look, I mean, look, I think I think the key is Buck Showalter, mm-hmm. their manager. He's great. And I think he's made for New York. He's, he's managed in New York before. He managed the Yankees in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. That's huge. But look, DeGrom's out. He's right. the best pitcher in the game. And I'm not saying Scherzer's not great because he is, and he's getting paid to be great. Yep. But it is New York. It's it's a different market. It's a different expectation. I think people are going to find out that Chris Bassett is awesome. Yep. I mean, we'll see what he can. I mean, you're going from Oakland to New York, so that's a difference. But I think people just didn't never seen him pitch, even though he's like an. I think he was an all star last year. Yeah, he was an all star or an alternate. They got pulled in because yeah. of injury. So I, I, he was at the game. Let's just. And Stalin Marte's great. Pete Alonso. I think Lindor is huge. Like he's key. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a good first year. But I think he's too good to not figure it out. Right. So I think the Mets can still be highly competitive, but with no DeGrom that first month plus. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, Vegas has him in an 88 and a half win, you know, over under and a plus 220. I don't like either one of those bets. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) I I don't either. Like, I think the Mets, because of DeGrom. Right. I mean, it really just depends on what their lineup ends up doing. But because DeGrom's out, I don't like the over there, and I, I wouldn't take the plus two. <laughs> I want to take the over, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about it. I mean, the Braves won 88 games last year. Yeah. And the division wasn't as strong as I think it's going to be this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to the Miami Marlins. Uh, their line, I'm going to give it to you early, is 77.5 and, and plus 1,500. I mean, Miami got some quality big league talent. Um, with uh, Joey Wendell, yep. Avisel Garcia, Jacob Stallings. Jacob Stallings is the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, and they got some good young talent there. Their rotation Jazz is... Jazz Chisholm. What a great name. Yeah, it is a great name. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, I forgot he's there. Uh, <laughs> you know, Alcantara, they just signed a little bit, you yeah. know, extension there. Right. A little, little bit of cash. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that rotation will be okay. The problem is Miami... For some odd reason, they're sort of like the Mets, but not really the Mets. They yeah, they, they do it. They do it just like 
as a as a gray noise. They just yeah. kind of just sit there and hover. And then they'll be really good win the World Series and they'll tear it down. Yeah, and they'll just, you know just blow it up. So and they don't have Derek Jeter anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, they didn't win that World Series, right? Didn't they get there because of what's his face? Yeah, uh, Berkman, Beckman, whatever the heck. Bur- Burnett. No, no, no. They. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Chicago Cup thingy, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, what's uh, his name? Uh, Beckman, Berkman. It's a B. I know yeah, it's a B. It, 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 I mean, the guy no longer exists because he's in witness protection. But that's fine. right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, it's gonna come to me. It is. <laughs> it's gonna be random. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good. Whatever. I, Bartman. Bartman. I knew it was a B. <laughs> but yeah, wasn't that Miami? Am I right? Yeah, it was Miami. Okay, I thought I was right. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Everything's great. Moises Alou. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, everything that goes on in, in Miami just seems to be bleh, Derek Jeter's out. So you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, the Nationals. They're they're gonna bring up the rear. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sixty nine and a half is their projected plus five thousand. What's funny is the fact they're plus five thousand. Baltimore was plus twenty thousand, which just shows you that this this East, like Vegas, has no clue. Right. Nobody has any clue. Yeah. But the Nationals, they're they're committed to the rebuild now. Yeah. I mean, they, they you got Soto, Strasburg, that's about it, and a bunch of other dudes. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I mean, they they completely turned this roster over besides Soto. I yeah. actually think. You know, the Nationals have the best center fielder in the division in Juan Soto, but they. Well, he's not. He's a right fielder. But he's going to play center this year, most Well, he got Robles. Oh, that's right. And I think. He's played center. And I think one of their top guys that might make the opening roster is. I think his last name is Lane or Lance. I I mean, he's talented, but bottom line is. There's too many guys that I look at their roster and go, I have no clue. Right. There's not enough guys that are older than me. And (laughs) that's a problem. Oh, but they have Alcides Escobar, so, you know. Yeah. All right, and then lastly in the division, is my squad. Uh, they're projected eighty six and a half and plus three ten. Um, you know, I think it's an over. And I do I'm too. Not, I do too. I'm and not I'm trying not, to be biased, and here. I'm not a Philly fan. Give me the over. Yeah, I mean, and plus three ten. I'm just glad that I bet the Phillies' future at plus five hundred to win the division <laughs> because now they're at three ten. But Philly's biggest issue has always been closing the door late in games. They addressed that. They added Familia. If he can return to his 2018 self, he'll be great. And we're not asking him to close, so that's fine. Yeah. They also got Hand, and that was after the lockout. Before the lockout, they got uh Knable. Right. So, you know, they 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 hit that. Plus they're hoping Sir Anthony Menges coming back from Tommy John and Jose Alvarado has, you know, just as good of an effort. Just get command, man. Yeah. That you just got to pound the zone. You don't have to throw 100 Rear it back and throw ninety five. Yeah, you know, just he's got enough life late. He could throw yeah, ninety six, ninety seven, and it's good. Yeah, it's better at a hundred. Don't get me wrong, oh, but sure. if if you don't have it that day, just dot dot your corners right. and be good. Or just every once in a while, just rear back. Yeah, but like, don't hit it every time. Yeah, uh, the offense is going to be the strength of this team. They added yeah. Castellanos, added Schwarber. This lineup is going to mash. I mean, every single person in this lineup can take you deep almost at will. Yeah. Bar like Gene Segura. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically you can go deep against the Braves. Yeah, but you've Did that got last year. You've got Schwarber, you've got Cassianos, you've got Harper, you've got Hoskins, you've got Gregorius, you've got Bohm, who's switched his swing up right. a little bit. I mean, that lengthens the lineup. You know how better. much I like Bohm. Uh, and right now, the the two real big question marks are one defense. It could be a problem, but they can address it down the road if they need to. Right. But the two main question marks are this team: the left side of the infield with is it Bohm and Gregorius. 
or does Bryson Stott force his way in their top prospect? Would He's you would you would spring. you force him in there? Or would you wait? See, here's my thing. I'd rather let Bryson play in AAA this year. It's not because I want to manipulate service time. No, I do not. I yeah. I would rather have him up. But DD last year didn't have a great year because bone spurs. He's looked better this spring. His swing looks extended. Yeah. He's playing better defense. I'd rather send him down to AAA so he plays every day. Yeah. If and it's purely because I want Bryson Stott to play every Get day. Get the ABs, man. I want him to still still stay in the groove. He looked great in Arizona Fall League. I don't want him to ride the pine. And if Gregorius goes down, Gregorius is this is last year of his deal. Like yeah. this is the end of DD Gregorius and Philly. And if 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 Joe Girardi has a choice between Didi and Bryson Stott, it's Didi. That's his guy from New York. Well, but in an interview... I mean, look, if, if Bryson Stott is playing great, I'm sure yeah, he would. But it. my point is, first reaction, if they're it's even, yeah, I get it's, it. it's Didi. Yeah. No, well, right, you wrong. You go with the veteran guy that you're yeah. paying. That's the reason why. And they're like boys. Yeah. From but, New York. And, and, but Bryson, here's the other thing. Is in Girardi, in an interview the other day, they were like, hey, has Bryson showed you any reason... Why he's not a big... He's like, he hasn't shown me any reason to not believe he's there. Which means he's given him every reason to do it. And I mean, Nick Castellanos is raved about this guy. Harper's raved about this guy. I mean, he's going to be legit. I want him in AAA to let Didi have the spot this year because I want Stott to have the at-bats. I don't want him to ride the pine. Well, you know who shouldn't be in the minor leagues to start this year? Mickey Moniak. Mickey Moniak. So that's the other question, right? They were going to start as a platoon in center field with Matt Veerling and Odubel Herrera, basically right-left, whoever starts. That's who's getting the you yeah. know, the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Herrera goes down with a, a strain in the abdominals, and Mickey Moniak has jumped in, the former number one overall pick from 2016 and he's put his hat in and i think he should get it right now absolutely i mean he's 23 years old i I think the funny thing just with baseball prospects is like the dude was drafted out of high school Mm -hmm. it's not the nba okay you need time it takes time it's taking him what four or five years yeah so he's ready he has man body now i mean you look at tape from him when he was in high school you see the talent but you look at him now it's like yeah there's a difference just physically yeah he's he's definitely filled out the frame and He is hitting the ball to right center. I know he's left-handed, so it's it's still right center though. It's not like yeah. pulls. It's not complete pulls. It's I mean he's and he's commanding it to center field. He's hit three homers to center slash right center this year, and and all of his doubles have been like to the wall on the fly. Like this yeah. man's mashing in in Clearwater right now and down there in Florida. This man deserves a chance to be the starting center fielder. And uh, this rotation's ranked 10th. I know your Braves are ranked like 5th. Yeah. It's ranked 10th, which used to be a problem. Yeah. But between Nola, Wheeler, Gibson, Eflin, who might finally be healthy after he Ranger got both Suarez. of his knees, yeah. is surgically repaired. So right. they should be gone now. <laughs> and now Ranger Suarez. I mean, that's solid. And this bullpen looks better. I have faith that the Phillies won't blow leads, and they might put up a lot of runs. And we were talking about the Yankees putting up seven. This lineup for Philadelphia could put up seven a game. Yeah. It's all about the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, if I'm being honest, if the Phillies' bullpen was just solid, you guys would win the division like three years in a row. Yeah. Because it was always about, can you close the game late, and it didn't happen. Yeah. But now you got Familia. He doesn't even need to be like his best form. Just don't be bad. Yeah. Brad Hand, closer, closing experience. Mm-hmm. Dominguez. Yep. Canable's going to close. Canable. Oh, he's, so he's, he's, he, he's, he's the close. closer. Okay. He's going to close. Yeah, he has experience doing yeah. that. And then, I mean, 
Like this bullpen is stout. Yeah. Like name they got names. Go, yeah. They have names. They have names. Now they just have to go do it. I know that's easier said than done, but right. like they can they can get it done. Yeah. Now I don't think it's I don't think it's like top tier. I mean the Braves I will say they're, they're the best bullpen in the sport. Yeah, no, no, I'll give you. Because you go Jansen, Will Smith, Matzik, who I don't know how that guy didn't make the top ten right. relievers mm-hmm. on, on MLB Network. He looked good. He's awesome. And then like Kirby Yates, that guy was a former closer. He's not going to be ready for the year, but he's going to be there at some point this year, mm-hmm. and like that only makes the bullpen even deeper. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's just go ahead and uh, give our predictions. No spoiler alert. I'm taking the Phillies. I, I This has to be their year. They have a lineup that cannot be touched. They might have the best lineup in the sport. They can. And it's, I mean, it's followed so close. Like, if they're not the best lineup, they are only beaten out by the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. I don't know of another lineup in the sport that mashes and has names like this lineup besides the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. Yeah. Maybe the White Sox, but I still don't believe in them that much. How about the Braves? I, mm, I, dude, I, I get it. There's like the Braves are good. Like yeah. they're top ten. Yeah. Phillies are competing for top three. Oh, I, I to- do. I agree with you. Right, but our starting our our the the people that throw the ball it, yeah. is not as good as the Braves. So yeah. I understand that you are picking your score. Yeah, I'm picking the Braves. We're defending champs. It's gonna be hard winning it five years in a row. Mm-hmm. That just no matter what. Yeah, and then tough. you don't have Freddie Freeman. And yeah. I know I know there's thought that maybe in the clubhouse it's a little divided because some guys are like, Oh, you did bring Freddie back. It's like, well, if Freddie wanted to be back, he would have come back. Yeah. Bottom line, I know he won the sixth year, but annually he was getting more in Atlanta with what we offered. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's not like after the five years were up, and if you're still playing and you're still like a, a solid player, it's not like we wouldn't have brought you back. Chipper Jones he signed just a bunch of three-year deals. It wasn't like he signed like a ten-year deal. Yeah. He's a, he's a Braves lifer. So like we take care of who we want to take care of, mm-hmm. but we're also this is our that's like arbitration, right? We have five guys going to arbitration here, which I hate because it's not telling you how good you are; it's telling you how much you suck yeah. and how much. This is why it should be our number, not your number. But we're a file and trial team. It's, that's been we don't we don't negotiate that. Yeah. We give our number, you give your number. Do you agree with our number? Can we meet there? If not, we're going to arbitration. Yep. Bottom oh, and line. that's how a lot of teams operate. But Atlanta definitely does that. More yeah, than we we are definitely file and trial. Well, Everybody. And, but here's the here's the difference between and you were talking about Chipper versus Freddie here. I know we're getting a little off talk, and we this will probably be the end discussion. But there are a lot of a lot of players now that don't want to have multiple contract well, negotiations. I get, that. I get it. Take Harper for example with Philly. He said, give me 13 years, I'll take less AAV because I want to be a Philly for the rest of my career. I don't want to have another contract negotiation. Yeah. And that's that's the difference between players now, players then, because they've seen all too many times where players in contract years press, especially in this sport, oh, sure. and they don't have a great year and they yeah. lose out on money. So they're like, you know what? I don't want that stress. I don't want that headache. I want to be able to buy a house, buy a mortgage, sit on this spot. And not have to worry about changing spots. Oh, I, I agree with that. But I also know like it came out that like Freddie Freeman, like his agent did every all the negotiating. Yeah. Like he wasn't even in the room. Well, like, but that's that's what I mean, that's though. not that's but but at the for. same time it's like if you wanna come back, if you want to be a brave, they should be able to talk to you personally. Yeah. And if you want it, you're the agent works for you, that it's not the opposite. Yeah. So if you wanna be like, This is where I want to be, make it happen. I'm not saying like, look, I think he wanted to be in California. He's a he's a Southern Cal guy. He grew up a Dodger fan. His dad's out there. His grandfather, who's not doing well, 
physically isn't doing it. She's like, you get to see me play. And that's yeah. great. I'm I'm happy. I'm not. I don't have any grudges against Freddie Freeman. Right. I wanted him to come back. It shouldn't have come this far. They should have gotten this done two years ago. Right. But they didn't. But you know, <laughs> Matt Olson is a pretty good backup plan. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy. I moved on. I think we're going to be a really good team. Absolutely. Which is why I'm picking them to win the division. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So that's all of the division wrap up. Uh, again, look out on socials. Uh, I'm going to do. I'm not going to do all of them, but I'm going to do a lot of. Uh, over, over under, under. projections. Yeah. So look on the socials at the sports GPS, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You'll see them all. I'm going to do them this week before opening day. So you can put in your bets. If you think you agree with me, don't agree with me, whatever. I'm going to pick probably a handful from each division and go from there. But when we return, we're pivoting to the hardwood. Final four starts tonight. Who you got? Parker and I are going to tell you who we got after this. Welcome back. Going to the hardwood. We got the final four starting tonight. Two really, really good games for different reasons, right? right. Uh, let's go into the first game, Villanova versus Kansas. Two really good somewhat blue blood schools like you yeah, always oh yeah. expect them to be in the Kansas, tournament they're basically always in yeah. the tournament villanova who how did they get here the road to get to the final four for villanova so in the tournament villanova be delaware ohio state michigan houston their key players for them to win this game colin gillespie and jermaine samuels yeah absolutely. period correct period it's it's those two uh and then we go into kansas they beat texas southern creighton providence and miami uh abaji mccormack and Braun are the the big yeah. players for Kansas. Uh, who do you like in this game and why? I'm going to pick Kansas. They're the number one seed. They've looked good. Like It's not like they've looked like they're less than a one seed. Mm-hmm. They've been good all year. So give me Kansas. Yeah, but it'll, be, it'll be tight. It'll I'm going to say, yeah, it's going to be tight. The, this game's probably going to be the, the well, I don't know, because the other one's going to be great for other reasons. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to take Kansas as well. I, I've picked them to win from Jump Street right. uh, after you know Baylor was looking bad in the big, in that tournament, in, in that tournament there, the yeah. big tournament. When Baylor looked bad, even though they kept the one seed, I still, I pivoted to Kansas. Uh, and I think Kansas has what it takes to win this game and win the next one versus the winner of this game, which Parker is going to be glued yeah, to his set to. I know. Uh, number eight, UNC, uh, coming out of the East, and Duke, number two, Duke, the yeah. Blue Devils, Duke. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me Duke's uh, yeah. road to the So they beat Cal State Fullerton, Michigan State, Texas Tech, and Arkansas. They keep players... It's not hard. It's Powell Bancaro, who could be the number one pick in the draft. Mark Williams for Virginia Beach. He's from Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Wendell Moore Jr. Jeremy Roach has been clutch. And then A.J. Griffin is awesome. Yeah. Uh, UNC had a little bit different of a road. And a lot of people counted them out after the loss to Tech in the ACC tournament. Uh, but they beat Marquette, then beat number one Baylor, beat uh, UCLA, and then beat the darling the Cinderella, Cinderella of uh, St. Peter's. They're big uh, players that, you know, you got to kind of a key on is uh, Baycock, Manic, and Davis. Uh, those three are, have been their, their big glue yeah. that they, they've kind of rode all the way through. And those were the three guys that kind of shut St. Peter's down. One, from a height advantage, and uh, two, they just 
put the ball in the hole at will against St. Peter's. Yeah, this is going to be, I mean, it's a great story mm-hmm. just to begin with. It's Coach K. I mean, he's in the Final Four. It's his last year. This could be his last game. I don't think it will be. But you're facing your rival mm-hmm. in the Final Four, which has never happened before. He wants to get some revenge because his last game at Cameron lost to UNC. Yep. And that was key. Like, Armando Baycott is the key. Yeah. Okay, he's a beast in the paint. Got to get him in foul trouble. Got to get him out of the game. Not that, like, Duke can't cover it, but, like, he's that special of a player inside. Brady Mannix, great shooter. R.J. Davis was clutch in the last game at Cameron. Mm -hmm. I'm picking my Dukies, not just because I'm a fan, but they've played the best basketball of all these Final Four teams. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there, uh, but I'm going to take UNC, and here's the reason why. Baycott, Baycott. I, I get it, and man. being a Sixers fan, I believe in the big man. Yeah, and so that's why I'm going to take UNC. Do I think this is a tight game? One hundred percent. This thing's going to come down to the wire, and for some odd reason, UNC has had Duke's number this year. Well, Duke beat them the first game in you at UNC because Baycott got into foul trouble. Correct, but like the reason why I think the difference maker in this. Okay, we all know Paolo Bagnero is special. Mm-hmm. Mark Williams has been a beast in the paint. Mm-hmm. Wendell Moore Jr., he's a he's a veteran guy, but Jeremy Roach is the key. And he's been special in big moments. They got down to Michigan State. They got down to Texas Tech. And he brought them back. And th- that's why I like Duke, not just because I'm a fan, but like they've been battle-tested here in the tournament. They've had to come from behind. They're not just, oh, we're the number two seed. We're just going to run through it. No. Mm. They've had to come from behind these games, so they're battle-tested. These te- these, it's a young team, obviously, because it's a bunch of one-and-dones yep. or, like, two-year players. Yeah. And so they, they, they've grown up before our eyes here in the tournament, and I just I don't think they're worried about the whole, oh, it's Coach K's last year, Coach right. K's last game. Like, they're not they're not shriveling in that pressure. Right. And I think, I think they can bring it home, not only in this game, but I think they can win the whole thing. That's who my pick was, which, again, I know I'm a homer, but I think – it's not a surprise that Duke is a favorite to win this whole thing. All right, so you're taking Duke in the final. I am going to take Kansas in the final, uh, regardless of who gets there. If Kansas makes it and you're saying if Duke makes it, you're taking Duke. Yeah. I'm going to take Kansas. That final is happening on Monday, I believe. Or is it? I think it's tomorrow. No, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's the 4th. Okay. It's Monday night. Okay. Yeah, so Monday night, man. Get ready for that because that's going to be great. These games tonight are going to be phenomenal. Tune into those. But when we return... We're going into our headlight news, the biggest stories around sports. All right, welcome back. A last segment, our headlight news. Yes, sir. Peering into the deep docks of all things sports and bringing out this fun stuff. Uh, let's go ahead and hit with the big ones. Parker, what's the big news around baseball? Big news around baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers acquired Closer Craig Kimbrell in a trade that sends outfielder A.J. Pollock to the Chicago White Sox. Kind of crazy, man. Chicago, they had kind of a benefit of... um, Two closers. Yeah, yeah, benefit of riches there. I mean, they just acquired two outfielders in the last two days as they also acquired Adam Hazley from uh, the Phillies for a reliever. So, I mean, they're getting rid of some pitching because they're like, yeah, we don't need it. Right. And they're getting some outfielders because they're like, hey, that might be our weakness. So, kind of big thing for the White Sox. It was a matter of time for Kirk Kimmel to get traded. He's Mm -hmm. not a setup guy. He has to be the closer. And guess what? Liam Hendricks has been the best closer in the game. Right. So, you didn't need Craig Kimbrell would it be great to have him sure but you could get something for him and AJ Pollock he's a former all-star yeah and he's he's done well in Los Angeles as mm-hmm. like a you know kind of 
in and out. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they don't just have a starter right. necessarily. They'd like to rotate guys in and out. So they got they got better with AJ Pollock and you know the Dodgers, of course, embarrassment of Richards. You know, they're great relief pitcher. Yeah, and then you know, like I said, the Phillies get rid of kind of an outfield logjam at center with yeah. another mediocre guy. I mean, Hazley, good player. He played well in the minors. He moved up quick. Yeah. I mean, I actually saw him in in Richmond when he was playing with Redding. I mean, great guy, great kid. He left the sport last year for personal reasons. Yeah. Came back, looked like he was mashing again. Uh, you know, and the Phillies got a little bit, you know, they got something for him instead of just cash considerations. <laughs> yeah. uh, the player formerly known no, as. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's all yeah. well and good there. You know, so good things there. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the NFL. Big one for my squad. Uh, the Eagles have announced for all of you Eagles fans out there that want the Kelly Green, it's coming back next year as an alternate jersey. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be sweet. I, I oh, actually, yeah. you know, p- preference on Kelly Green or or Midnight Green, which is what they've had previous. I like the Kelly Green. I I I don't want it as a permanent. To be clear, I think the Midnight Green is a little bit more. Yeah, I like the Midnight Green, but the Kelly Green it's is classic. a spice, is classic. a spice up. You know, yeah. throw it in twice a year, maybe. It's going to be phenomenal. Oh, I, yeah. I can't wait for those days. Heading to the hardwood in the NBA, the Lakers are currently not in the play-in after the loss last night, even with LeBron's return. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis also returned. And the East is set in stone as far as who's in the play-in tournament, so the top 10 teams are set in stone. Yeah, top 10 teams are set in stone. The Wizards were the last ones to be yeah. eliminated. Even with a win last night, uh, they needed a lot of help. Yeah, they, they blew out that. Dallas. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so definitely crazy to think about. I mean, they, you know, it's a lot of things going around. Um you know, as far as that's concerned, NHL, we're getting into the playoffs. That's the best time. That's when Parker and I talk hockey is when we <laughs> yeah. get into the playoffs because the regular Cup, season, man. the best. That, the Stanley Cup playoffs might be the best playoffs in all of sports. I'll say it right now it is. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, it, it goes Stanley Cup playoffs, March Madness, and then because we're baseball guys. MLB baseball. Pulses. And then NBA is good. NBA is great. It, 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 it lingers. Drags, right? It lingers. And NFL's great. We just wish it was more than one game to decide each each set. But you have to in Speaking football. of the NFL, mm-hmm. new overtime rules in the playoffs. Yes, I did see that. Each that team that's gets, the, another big thing. Each team gets the ball at least once. Yeah, and you think, that, you think that's fair? Like you think that yes, needs 100%. to be necessary? Yeah. No, yeah, it had to be done. Thirty of the thirty-two. Uh, owners uh, approved that. I think the only two that didn't were Kansas City and New England. <laughs> yeah, because they benefited. <laughs> They're from the it. only ones that have benefited from it. Correct. So you know, cool, great. Um, I, I think that might have been a satire piece yesterday for April <laughs> Fool's Day that the two owners that didn't were Kansas City and, and uh-huh. New England. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. To be clear, I don't know. Nobody knows because that those votes are private. But I think it was a satire piece that said, I, "I bet the two that didn't were Kansas City and New England." Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all all things considered, uh, it, that's a that's a definite upgrade there. There's a couple other rule changes that are out possibility that are still available. I don't I don't remember what. I know they were voting on three total rule changes. Yeah, I don't, and that's I don't the only one that right. came yeah. there. So uh definitely look for the next headlight news for all of those there. Yeah. But I think that's gonna do it for us today. Oh and let's well Parker well oh wait Parker breaking news going back to baseball real quick Albert Pools he he resigned with St. Louis. Yeah that is huge and it's gonna be his last year's swan song yeah and i think this is great i don't know why it didn't start from the beginning but mlb umpires will be mic'd up for reviews for fans to know yes, their, their outcomes yes yeah, yeah yeah, i did see that that makes so much sense it's i huge. don't know why it didn't start well you know what and i think you would realize that boom touched home if they had done that 
I don't know. You won the World Series, dog. Just let let me have yeah. it. Tell me Bone okay. touched home. Here on the Sports GPS, because my team is a defending World Series champs and it didn't matter at the at, at the end, Alec Bohm touched home play. Yes! <laughs> I got it! I told you! I told you he'd do it for me! Yeah. Bohm touched home! But, but who won the World Series? I'm fine with that, but Bohm touched no, home. No, say it. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series. All right. Because the Phillies never got to the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's the official end of Season 3, Episode 4. Uh, for all of us out there. Parker White. CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.